Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 365 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We're reading Revelation chapter 21 today and our focus is on what I've learned from two years of daily Bible podcasting. Well, folks, this is it. This is the end of our daily run, at least for now. But we're going to talk about what's in it for the future and what we've learned being in the Word of God on a day-to-day basis. We do have a website. It's Bible2021.com. I realize it's about to be... 2022.com. I actually do have the domain Bible2022.com as well, but I haven't done anything with it yet. And if you will stay tuned to this podcast feed, and if you'll check out our website, Bible2021.com, or follow me on social media, I'm pretty much Chase A. Thompson, C-H-A-S-E-A-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N, everywhere, including Twitter and Facebook and other places, Instagram, but uh, the show is going to go on. It's just going to be a little different, and if you stay subscribed to this feed, and I hope you do, you will get the next version of it early in January. Well, in December of 2019, could have been late November, my wife Janet proposed that our church go through a daily Bible reading plan in 2020. Little did we know at that time how impacting of a decision that would be. I'm not sure how many of our church members ended up following through the entire year of daily Bible reading, but I know that many did, and that reading through the Word of God daily was a huge benefit for those who did, especially as the whole world went through a terrible pandemic that we're, of course, still going through. Somehow, in the midst of working on that daily Bible reading plan for 2020, it struck me to start a podcast as an encouragement for our church people who were doing the daily Bible plan, and the 2020 Bible reading podcast was born, last year's version. That led to the Bible 2021 podcast you are listening to right now. I have literally been podcasting off and on since 2005, so like 16 years worth, and I think very highly of the medium of podcasting as a way of reaching people, Uh, so it was kind of a natural fit. Soon, as the podcast went on in 2020, the number of people subscribing went well beyond the borders of our church in Salinas, California, and eventually beyond the borders of our nation. We've had listeners from Oh, I don't know, 130, 140 countries all across the world, which is really exciting. But I don't want to talk about the impact of the podcast uh, today. I want to talk more about the impact on me personally from intentionally reading God's Word every day for the last 731 days, reading it, thinking about it, and teaching on at least one chapter a day. So here's my confession. Last year, 2020, That was the first year of my life when I systematically read through the Bible with a Bible reading plan in a year. This year was the second year in my life to do the same. I've been alive 49 years, and last year was the first year I ever systematically read through the Bible start to finish, essentially. Now, that's not to say I hadn't tried before. I had. I'd tried before a few times, even tried to lead the church before as a pastor. I've been a pastor for 20-something years. I tried to lead the church through the Bible reading plans before, but I'm sure some of our church members succeeded. 
I did not. Until last year, praise God. Having the podcast was extremely helpful in follow-through last year because it added a big-time layer of of accountability. I doubt people out there were waiting on the edge of their seats for each episode to drop, but I knew that many people were counting on it, so missing a day was never an option. And I can tell you that this worked out as great as it possibly could have because I don't think I can think of anything that I would recommend more to somebody going through a worldwide pandemic than daily intentional Bible reading. COVID hit me hard. Uh, Not because me or my family got COVID. So far in God's grace, we've managed to avoid it. Although my wife and I did get sick in like January, February of 2020 with something very COVID-esque. But the threat of COVID hit me hard. I've had an interest in infectious diseases for a very long time. Uh, I consider myself an amateur epidemiologist, which is sort of like considering yourself an amateur avenger. It's basically meaningless. I have a hobby-level interest in infectious disease, not a professional interest, and thus, as a hobbyist, I read more about COVID in the early months than any sane person should, and even predicted it would be a very big deal in January of 2020. You can go back on my Twitter timeline to January of 2020 and see that, but I let it get to me. My wife and I, Janet, have five kids, and at least four of them have asthma. Uh, I have asthma, too. That was my gift to them. Happy birthday, guys. So I took it upon myself to protect them and the church that I pastor, and I might have taken on that burden a little too strongly. Thing is, I'm not the great defender of the flock. God is. Yes, as a pastor, as an elder in God's church, I'm supposed to protect the sheep, and I'm definitely supposed to protect my family, but I think I over... You know how you can get overprotective? Well, at least I know how I can get overprotective, and I did. It got in my head a bit. It stirred anxiety and all that bad kind of stuff that goes along with it, and it was a rough year, and 2021 wasn't really any better, but through it all, the daily discipline of reading God's Word and thinking about it and trying to think through each chapter and each day in order to not just read about it, but to teach about it, man, you learn so much more when you teach about something than when you just read it for yourself. And that was such a huge benefit for me. I uh, had to podcast about the word. I had to write about it. Our family started daily Bible reading together. And so I had to talk to my family about each chapter that we read. That was a tremendous boon and benefit to my soul. A great light in a dark time, a tremendous and living encouragement. The word of God was a sustainer, a rebuke when necessary, and most certainly a pointer to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and our Father God. God provided his great grace to me over and over and over as I read his word in 2020 and 2021 in the most consistent way I had in my life up until that point. I cannot highly recommend the practice of disciplined, never-missing daily Bible reading to you enough, dear friends. There is life in the Word because Jesus is the Word and He is in the Word. Go back and read John 1 to see that dynamic at work. Now, that said, unless the Lord brings a change over the next 48 hours, this podcast is going to change quite a bit in 2022. Uh, We're not moving away from the Word of God or the Bible or anything like that. It's not going away. But it's probably not going to be a daily Bible reading podcast so much. 
I received an email yesterday from listener Amy in Alabama. She says, I'm a a loyal listener from Birmingham and would love to know where I will be able to find your daily podcast in the new year. I have so enjoyed listening this year, and your podcast is my favorite part of my morning routine. I love beginning the day with the Word of God. Thank you, Amy. That is such an encouraging letter, Amy. And here's the good news. The podcast is continuing, like I said, in 2022, but in a different form, probably not daily, but more than weekly. We're still working on the format and the focus. Of course, it's going to be focused in the Word, but you can look forward to an announcement, maybe even several announcements in the next day or two as we get into January in your current podcast client. You don't need to do anything. You can stay subscribed to this feed and you will get the 2022 version of this podcast. It might have a different name, but the same host and the same focus on God's word and questions about God's word. And I would just invite you to look for more information in the coming days to be released in, again, the same podcast feed. I'm also going to update our website, Bible2021.com, to let you know what's coming up. Stay tuned and thank you all for being with us over the weeks and months and years. And we'll talk later about why the change was made and all that kind of good stuff. But I want to close this episode with a word from Scottish pastor Robert Murray McShane, who authored the first Bible reading plan we used last year. He was a mighty young man of God who had a tremendous influence on the world, even though he died at only 29 years old. Allow me and him to commend to you the practice of daily time in God's word. Let nothing substitute for that. Now, Pastor McShane wrote this as a letter to his congregation as they began a new Bible reading plan over the next year. So it's a perfect excerpt letter to read uh, at the end of one year and the beginning of another. And Robert Murray McShane says, What the coming year is to bring forth, who can tell? There is plainly a weight lying on the spirits of all good men and looking for some strange work of judgment coming upon this land. He wrote that in the 1800s. He continues, There is need now to ask that solemn question. If in the land of peace wherein thou trusted, they wearied thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of the Jordan? Those believers will stand firmest who have no dependence upon self or upon other creatures, but upon Jehovah our righteousness. We must be driven more to our Bibles and to the mercy seat if we are to stand in the evil day. Then we shall be able to say like David, The proud have had me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined from thy law. Princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart standeth in awe of thy word. Amen. Remember that. Focus on the word of God. Focus on the author of the word of God and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let us close out our time together reading Revelation chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride, adorned for her husband. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne, Look, God's dwelling is with humanity, and he will live with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Grief, crying, and pain will be no more, because the previous things have passed away. 
Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. He also said, Write, because these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will freely give to the thirsty from the spring of the water of life. The one who conquers will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But the cowards, the faithless, detestable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars... Their share will be in the lake of fire that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Then one of the seven angels who had held the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came and spoke with me. Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. He then carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, arrayed with God's glory. Her radiance was like a precious jewel, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. The city had a massive high wall with twelve gates. Twelve angels were at the gates. The names of the twelve tribes of Israel's sons were inscribed on the gates. There were three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. The city wall had twelve foundations, and the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb were on the foundations. The one who spoke with me had a golden measuring rod to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. The city is laid out in a square. Its length and width are the same. He measured the city with a rod at 12,000 stadia. Its length, width, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits according to human measurement which the angel used. The building material of its wall was jasper, and the city was pure gold, clear as glass. The foundations of the city wall were adorned with every kind of jewel. The first foundation is jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates are twelve pearls. Each individual gate was made of a single pearl. The main street of the city was pure gold, transparent as glass. I did not see a temple in it, because the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, because the glory of God illuminates it, and its lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never close by day, because it will never be night there. They will bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Nothing unclean will ever enter it nor anyone who does not does what is detestable or false, but only those written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen and amen and amen. Well, let's close out our time together for now, for now, with our Bible memory passage for the month of December, which is Revelation 5.12. They said with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who is slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. Yes, he is. And before I say good day and Godspeed to you, let me ask this. Let me hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts for the coming year. You can contact us through our website, Bible2021.com, just like Amy did, Bible2021.com. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed. And we'll see you soon in January. God bless.